Hey everyone, welcome to the Airstream Chronicles podcast. You're here with Rich, and as always, thanks for stopping in and hanging out for a little while. So today is Monday morning, October the 22nd, 2018, and my day has already started. I've been up for a little while, and now I'm recording in this morning's podcast. So as always, Mondays, I like to talk about working from the Airstream and uh, you know small business ownership in general. So this morning, my first job of the day was actually to shut a website off for lack of payment. And I've been looking forward to shutting this particular website off. There are times when there are clients that do not fit with your business model. And in this case, the client that I turned off this morning was definitely not a fit. The relationship got start off, started off a couple of years ago. And uh, rough notes right away, we got all of our information together, we had a signed contract with the client, and then the client started failing to make their payments on time and actually violated the contract several times over. But trying to be good folks, we continued trying to work with them. But happy enough, today was their last day, so my first order of business this morning was shutting off the website. So that happens sometimes. Um, you know, if you don't have the right match in clients, um, that can really drag your business down. So letting a client go is okay sometimes because this particular client cost me a lot of time um, outside of their contract. And as I said, they, they failed to make their payments on time and they actually, in the end, decided not to do our ongoing maintenance several months after we had already fashioned a package to them to help lower the expenses. We don't do that for anyone anymore. That was the last client that we worked with on their payments. So, and you know, I'm running a small business myself. I've got my own bills to pay. And when the customer calls to tell you that, um, you know, they had to have their motorcycle fixed. Um, so therefore they, they can't pay right now this month. Not my problem. My, my health insurance company, if I don't pay on time, they cut off the health insurance. Um, my server company that hosts all the websites, if I don't pay them on time, they shut down all the websites, et cetera, et cetera. So no matter what my personal financial situation is, I still have to pay my bills. And oftentimes some people think, oh, with a smaller business, we can drag it out longer, um, you know, because they're having fun doing what they're doing. Nope, still have bills personally. So that's my side note for the morning. But today I want to talk about, you know, when people are shopping for something, when any of us are shopping for something, uh, you or me or, you know, potential customers, whatever it might be. It's often the case that getting the best product doesn't mean that you're going to get the cheapest product. So normally, if you're looking for the best, you're going to be paying a premium, right? And as a small business owner, I like to offer the best that I can to my clients. And with that in mind, I usually spend more time on their projects. I dedicate a lot of my time to making sure that my clients are actually growing, and that takes time. So that time is also part of my delivering my best. Now, I've often had people who want me to give them the lowest price possible as well, and um, can't do it. Uh, if, if you want high quality and done right, um, usually that means that there's going to be time involved and expense involved. And I'm talking about this not for my own business, but for some questions that I've gotten from 
three different friends recently. Well, one of the friends, this was a while ago, but two friends recently have gotten in touch. They own their own businesses and they're looking for some tech advice from me. And I'm trying to figure out how to give them the tech advice without giving away the farm because I'm not answering a lot of tech questions for people anymore unless there's an invoice associated with it. I get too many of those questions that people want answered for free. So here's story number one. Several years ago, I was contacted by a friend of mine who's operating a very successful small business on the East Coast. And that friend wanted to build an app, a mobile app for iOS um, to help his customers um, navigate an interesting process. So he had a very unique idea about creating a online app for the Appalachian Trail. So he ran a business on the Appalachian Trail and he wanted to make a cool app for an iPhone at first and then an Android second where all of the Appalachian Trail information could be put on the application. So he contacted me, told me everything he wanted to do and knew that I've done iOS development. And as a matter of fact, I did an iOS uh, mobile database in 2013 that's still in use today in 2018. So the company that I did that for, I worked with them for a year, created this mobile app, and they're still using it to this day. So I must have done a decent job since they're still using this mobile application um, in a multi-billion dollar industry. So I feel proud of that. Anyways, my friend knew that I'd built that, so he called me for a quote on the initial development. So I actually spent weeks doing research, figuring out how much time would be involved, figuring out how the data was to be collected, how the database was to be designed. Because if you don't design the database properly up front, you're going to have problems down the road, especially when customers want to integrate additional features that they didn't think of at first. And that's another big part of this is planning up front before you even build. Because if you just throw a database together and then realize later, oh, they wanted these five things and the way I designed the database, I can't put those in. That's kind of like throwing a car together. And, you know, we just wanted to know that the car would run. We forgot about the fact that we wanted the car to be able to be steered. Um, we forgot that brakes needed to be added so that we could stop the vehicle you get the idea. So someone can build you a car if you want a car built, but they can skip parts and still say to you, well, it is a car. So there's a lot of research and a lot of planning beforehand in database design and in application development for smartphones. So, so my friend, we got together, had a phone conference, and I said, you know, the initial budget here um, figuring out my time, figuring out the database layout and not inputting all the data. I'd, I'd let you put the data in um, to start this application. I came to a total of $14,000 at the time is what I, I would bill for that application development. And my friend got really indignant. Really, you've got to be kidding me. You're, that's, that's just way too much. I've been checking online and, you know, I can get an Indian development house to do this, you know, way on the cheap, man. You know, we're talking about $10 an hour for guys tops. <laughs> and I said, you know what? Go ahead and do that. Absolutely. Go ahead and do that. Didn't damage our friendship. Fortunately, I was a little insulted, of course, because, you know, I spent I spent weeks putting together some information and figuring it out. So my friend went ahead 
and did hire a company overseas in India. And um, that, that experience was horrible. The application is still not complete years later. So we're, we're talking, you know, almost a half a decade later, the application was never completed. Um, he started working with project managers in India and giving them his design specs of what he wanted. And the team started building um, the alpha uh, iOS application. And partway into it, you know, just a couple of months into it, uh, the project manager who was working with him was replaced with a new project manager. And the new project manager said, oh, I don't like the way they designed this database. We need to go back and scrap some of this. And I don't like the way this user interface is designed, so we need to go back and scrap some of this. And so every one of these steps, they weren't getting refunded or anything. They were, they were rethinking the entire application and they were paying for that rethought. So the first road was no good. They still had to pay for that. So they were paying monthly. And as they got down the road with the second project manager, the same thing happened again. A new project manager stepped in, a new development team stepped in. And once again, they wanted to rework the entire app. So my friend talked to me about it uh, last year. And in the end, because he was going for the lowest hourly rate possible, um, that's, that was his number one concern was I don't want to pay these developers a lot of money. So I, I want them to be making minimum wage as far as us standards are concerned. So he was saying to me, I, I had asked when we met up, uh, for a camping trip, I said, so what, whatever happened with that? And in the end, um, he had spent over $20,000 on a, an app that, uh, never launched and in the meantime, other people in his business community went forward and designed their own app and started selling their own app. So they were making money, and um, he spent a lot more time than they did on getting this built, and it never happened. So the package price that I had actually offered him was a completed initial iOS app that would do what he wanted it to do but that I was not going to input all the data points to, I would roll that over to him and his staff so that they could save some money. And in the end, you know, I actually wrote up an entire price quote that included, you know, in that price quote, this was to be a completed application. So this, this payment would deliver you something that would function on iOS and would be available through the uh, Apple Store's App Store. So. But because my hourly rate was higher, because I said, I, this is going to take me this many hours and I'm billing at this price, that was enough to push him away from working with me because he was looking at that hourly cost. He wasn't looking at the final product and he wasn't doing a cost-benefit analysis. When you come to a web developer or any other kind of developer and you're asking them to build something, um, you know there's going to be time involved and there's going to be expertise involved. In the case of the Indian company he worked with, um, they, they were building something and they could show him something, but they kept changing it as project manager after project manager rolled through. And in the end, they never had a, we will deliver this by this date ultimatum. And we will deliver this by this price ultimatum. Instead, it was just hourly, so it looked cheap to him. Hey, it's only 10 bucks an hour, and this other guy was saying 50 bucks an hour. But in the end, what happened was 
he paid more than what I personally had offered as a quote for a finalized working product. So in an effort to be cheap, he failed on getting good quality service. I can't say that I feel bad about it. I gave him that warning. I've talked to other potential clients over the years and given them similar warnings. And it's it's 100% guaranteed that, um, you know, just trying to go for the lowest cost is not going to deliver you the best product, uh, especially if it's a highly um, complex product that takes some work. So you're talking about making something that runs on an iPhone, making something that will pass Apple's standards on the Apple App Store, making something easy to use for people and a simplistic user interface, and making something easy to update data in so that the person supporting the application can actually make sure that people are getting regular updates and security patches and everything else for their application. Now, this whole story came to mind because I got a question from another friend who's currently working on an application for their business, and they're in a totally different business. Um, they, uh, they have tracking systems and, um, and project management systems, and um, they are trying to integrate a new mobile app to their product as well. So they've got a standalone product that never had a mobile app before, but now they want to tie a mobile app in with Face ID and all these other things. And so my friend wanted to get to talk to me about, hey, what would you suggest in this situation? So they dropped me a note last week. And basically, the application development that they're doing is way over budget. And I don't even know what the budget is. And nothing has been delivered yet. And things still, they're not even at a point for an alpha test. So once again, um, you know, when you do database design, when, when you do a lot of things in software, there's a lot of upfront planning. And if you don't do that upfront planning, um, you're going to be reworking things later. When you design a database, if you don't think about all your data points and all of the relationships of those data points, um, how they interact with each other, the user's name and the user's product that they've purchased from you and the user's warranty, these are all data points. And if you don't delineate all those data, data points up front, you might have a hard time after committing your database to being available to um, adding some of these things in and adding functionality in because there are dependencies. So one table depends on another table. And if you didn't put everything into one of those and now you need to develop new relationships in them, it might become very hard. So I remember when I handed my database over years ago to the person who'd be running it, who also had database background, he was very thrilled with the iOS app that I had developed because, as he said, it's not spaghetti code. It was done right. You actually did the SQL setup right in the first place. And I said, that was, that was the hardest part. The user interface isn't hard. Um, what's hard to me is making sure that we've captured all the data points we need and anticipated future data points. I don't think somebody working at $10 an hour is going to do that, I'm sorry to say. So both of my friends who you know have had their own businesses, one sold their business, the other one's still in business, they're running into problems with app development because, well, number one, the first case that I told you, um, they kept going through project managers and they kept reworking the entire scheme. So, you know, I think they would have infinitely billed him. He finally cut it off and said, 
I can't do this anymore. Um, I've taken too many financial losses on this. And some competitions already come out with their version of this application. So I'm kind of dead in the water. So it's lost money. And he never got a product. And so seeing my other friend's email last week, you know, can you give me some advice? I've asked him if we can have a conference call tomorrow because it sounds like there's multiple things. There's multiple interfaces going on um, to, to the application that he wants to put out there. So I just need to gather some ideas with him tomorrow. But I'm not going to give too much away because, you know, this is um, every hour that I spend working these write-ups for folks is an hour that I can be spending on something else that pays me instead of giving out free advice. So, And that's not to be mean. So small business owners, you have to know when to cut off that free advice because uh, people love coming to you for free. And that's just not cool. Not cool at all. But um, so anyways, best quality is not going to go hand in hand with cheapest. Like I said before, you know, if you say to someone, build me a car, you know, if they build an engine and a metal frame uh, and some axles and places to put wheels on, they did build you a car. If they didn't put tires on it, steering wheels, airbags, uh, seat belts, uh, seating in the back of the car, maybe they just put two, um, two milk crates in the back of the car. They did, in fact, build you a car, but you didn't specify everything you wanted in the car. And they said to you, oh, we'll build you a car for $5,000. And then you look over at Mercedes and you're like, oh, Mercedes is way expensive. I want this guy's $5,000 car. Let's just go with it. And all you thought about was price and you didn't think about functionality and you didn't think about what goes into that car. You could be getting a Yugo and the Yugo might be awesome compared to the crap you could get. So you really have to specify what you want and what you need. And if you're taking bids from a couple of companies, you should look for those companies to really sit down, have a serious conversation with you, delineate what the product, the final product is that you want, and you should see that they're really spending some upfront time thinking about answers for you first. So if you have one person who presents you with an entire um, outline of what they do, how long it would take, and final costs, and promising you a delivered package on X date that would be supported in this way, that sounds like someone who did their research really, really well. And then if you have a conference call with another developer and they say, we're just going to charge you $10 an hour, so this should be done pretty quick and pretty cheap. And between the two, you choose the cheap guy who didn't ask you all of the questions, didn't ask you all of the right questions, and just sold you on the fact that his hourly rate is dirt cheap. I think you already know exactly what kind of product you're going to get. So keep that in mind. And for the small business owners who are listening in on this, do not be afraid to price your value, guys. I would rather take a pass on a customer than have a customer who doesn't appreciate my knowledge and skill set. And you should feel the same way. We need to deliver them a reasonably priced product. But in the case of, you know, these folks who are asking for app development, they're looking for you to build them the car air quotes here that you can't see, the car that they can sell to other people. So you get to design and build that car and they're anticipating making money off of your design and development. So they value their product idea. You're going to build them the product. You need to make sure you get compensated for that because if they have a good app on the app store, 
Um, if they have a good program for sale, people are going to come to them and pay them a fair amount of money for it, and they're going to earn a profit. So part of their profit shouldn't be taken out of what you should be paid. You know, well, if I can get rich to lower the price, that's just extra profit to me. Absolutely it is. You know what? Don't have me do that project for you. I want you to sub it out to India. Boy, do I want you to sub it out to India because every conversation I've had with people who are developing apps who've subbed it out to India have had horrible, costly experiences that have always gone beyond my initial bid. So there you go. And I know that I'm bidding high and I know that I'm bidding expensive, but I also know I'm going to give you a finalized product. So for you full-time RVers out there who are selling your products and services, it doesn't matter if you're in an RV. It, it doesn't matter if you're in a huge building uh, right outside of uh, Washington, D.C. That's where one of my offices for AT&T was. It doesn't matter the location that it's built from. It matters as to whether or not you can deliver that final product. And if you can, then you price accordingly and you pay yourself because the folks who are buying this from you are planning on reselling that app and making more money. So they know the value of the app. They just don't know how to build it themselves, nor should they have to. You, that's why you hire an expert. And if your expert is billing you at $10 an hour, that expert must know how to run a rake and push a lawnmower because, um, you know, 10 bucks an hour is not uh, fair payment for uh, program developers and application developers. No way. And if someone offers you that price, you're, you're going to get what you paid for. So, all right, there's not a rant, but I just wanted to, um, I wanted to fill you in on that, especially if you are building a business, whether you're a full-time RVer or you're building the business at your home office, please be sure to value yourself. Please be sure to you know, really factor in the time that's going to cost you to do a job for somebody else. And if your prices and your timelines turn somebody away, that might, that might not be a bad indicator for you. It might be an indicator that you are doing things right. And if they're just, if they're interested in the cheapest, lowest bidder possible, most likely you don't want them as a client, which goes way back to the beginning of this podcast where I said, I just turned off a former client's website today. These guys were all about lowest price. We actually did some package deals for them to lower the costs for them because at the time I needed a paycheck. So I made deals and I knew better and it cost me more time in the long run. It cost me a lot of wasted time with these people. Um, and in the end, they did not even honor my contract. So, and once again, they were looking for the lowest price. That was the thing they wanted the most was the lowest price. So when you hear a potential client who asks you price first, they don't ask you, what am I getting? You know, what kind of car am I getting? Does it have wheels? Does it have the steering wheel? Did you put an engine in it? Does it have airbags? If they don't ask those questions, what can this website do for us? How much more can we profit from this website if we do this website or we do this application or you build us whatever it is you're building for us? If those aren't the first questions and the first question is, so what's it going to cost to put in that pool? Well, how big is the pool? Um, do you want the pool heated? Is it an Olympic-sized pool? 
is it a really cool custom shape pool and that half of it goes into a building. We actually have a customer who's got a giant pool. Half of the pool is inside, half the pool is outside. Very interesting. So if you just want a pool and they say to you, oh, I can do that pool for a hundred bucks, you're going to get a kiddie pool that you turn your hose on into and that's the pool you're going to get. Um, so if your first question is price, you're probably going to have a bad time with the final product you get. If your first question is, what am I going to get out of this and how is it going to benefit me? And whoever the contractor is working for you says, here are the things that we're going to deliver to you. Here's the timeline we're going to deliver it. And then you start talking about price. You're a client I want to work with. But if the first question is price and you're not interested in quality or what you're getting and you forget all those questions, then once again, you kind of get what you deserve. So small business owners, write up those price quotes realistically. Make sure that you're paying yourself. And always remember the value of what you do. Somebody contacted you because they liked something you did or they were referred by somebody. So if they liked something you did or they were referred by somebody, then they already have something of an expectation of a price range if they've talked to one of your previous customers. And if they start trying to move you off of your price range, end that conversation fast. It's not worth your time. It's not worth your time to do the research for those folks because they've already started devaluing you in the first conversation you've had with them. All right, everybody, as always, thanks for hanging out and spending some of your morning here. 25 minutes long, good grief. But I really wanted to get this one out there for anyone doing a small business. And I hope that this podcast is informative and helpful for you and inspires you to price appropriately and value yourself because you really are valuable. And um, we all have something that we're good at and we all deserve to be paid fairly for the products and services that we offer, especially if we're trying to offer the best, not the lowest price, the best. All right, as always, if you have comments or questions, you can email me at rich at rlcdesign.net, or if you're an Anchor FM subscriber, you can leave me up to a one-minute audio track that can be included in an upcoming podcast. And as always, the intro and exit music for today's podcast is licensed through soundstripe.com. And if you'd like to support this channel, if you are on Anchor, you can pledge a monthly pledge, even a buck a month. Or if you'd like to get some value, you can run over to Udemy, links below in the show notes, and purchase one of my classes so you can learn how to do Lightroom for photography editing. You can learn how to start doing better drone photography, or you can learn how to build websites with WordPress and the X theme. And I've got special discounts for all the listeners on this podcast. So if you get onto the show notes, you'll be able to click right over and purchase one of those courses. And believe me, those courses also have a lot of value, but I'm discounting them right now for my podcast and YouTube subscribers because, hey, I want to pass on some savings to you guys, and I want you to learn a little bit about what it is I do, and especially if you're interested in building a similar business. Okay, have an awesome Monday. We'll see you tomorrow on Tech Talk Tuesday. Thank you.